I feel like even when I had like 2,000 followers on Instagram and it was all like people from my hometown, like people that know me personally, like friends and stuff, I've always been like very vulnerable. And I started actually posting about my um, my eating disorder on there. Like I started kind of sharing stuff and having people message me and be like, I totally relate. So I've always been vulnerable in that sense. Like I've never been afraid to be vulnerable because I always kind of look at it as like, I know what I'm sharing. A lot of people are already thinking or they're already like, you know what I mean? So yeah. And then I started like getting more into sharing my life. And I used to be kind of caught up in like, oh, my life's not perfect. Like people aren't going to find this interesting. But then I kind of started to realize like people like to follow people that they can relate to. And don't get me wrong. Like everyone loves to watch like the Kardashians and people like that where they're so like beyond relatable like they're they're not relatable at all obviously because they're billionaires but it's like it can be interesting for sure but I also think it's refreshing to see you know someone you might be able to relate to a little bit more and obviously relating to people is all it's all relative it's you know some stuff I might post might not be relatable to everybody some people might find me unrelatable but there will be a lot of people that do find me relatable so I think just um I've always been you know open with just being vulnerable and sharing whatever and I also, too, when I started thinking about, like, okay, what kind of content do I want to share? I was like, well, what do I like to consume? You know, like, what what's the type of content that I like to watch? Because then that's the type of content I probably would enjoy making. Yeah. You know, granted, not everything I like to watch, but, like, I like to watch people, you know, do these little dances, but I can't dance like that. So, you know, not <laughs> everything, but definitely, like, what's, you know, what do you like to consume? And then it's like, well, you probably would enjoy making content like that. <laughs> Hello, baddies. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest, someone who I'm very excited to have on our podcast today, Jordan Lufus. If you don't know who Jordan is, she is a full-time content creator, wedding photographer, all the things. I personally, like I said, was so excited to have her on just because I've been an active follower of hers for quite a while. And she's just so light and vibrant and just so, so much fun. And I love watching her content that she posts on TikTok. So, for starters, I guess to kind of dive into it before we get into the juicy talk, we have to do our baddie briefing. So, Jordan, would you like to go first? You're going to share your okay. favorite of the week. So, I'm sure, so it could be like a product or anything? like Anything, anything you want. A product, no. something that's been going on this week, something that you've okay. been just enjoying, a memory, whatever. Okay. Two things come to mind. Um, one's a product, and then one is like music. Yeah. Okay. So, Period. um. The first one is I just recently tried Summer Fridays. They're, you know, their lip gloss. Everybody uses it. I just tried the pink sugar. Yes. I just just tried the pink one. See? Okay. I just tried the pink one, the pink sugar. I want to eat it. It's so good. So I normally was loving the like vanilla one that you just showed Mm -hmm. Uh out the window. Give me the pink sugar. So try it if you haven't. Gonna be ordering I literally it went ASAP. online. I bought like four. I like went online and bought like four. It's so good. So that is my product that I've been obsessed with. And then my my the other one I was gonna share is I don't know about you guys, but I love when I'm cooking. I love to listen to like oldies, like jazz, that type of music. And so I've been loving Billie Holiday. Her um, oh yeah, like her radio on Spotify. It's Chef's Kiss. Perfect cooking music. Like if you're cooking dinner. So I just recently got on that. I've always liked your music, but I haven't like gone and like listened to that specific radio. So it's that's your vibe. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. I was I was gonna say like when I was looking through, I was running through your videos, and it it just feels like a warm hug, you know. But like I, I'm like <laughs> like she's either giving like Italian summer or she's giving <laughs> like 2000s like girly pop movie. Love like, it. The love it. Blonde soundtrack. <laughs> That's so such a good way. example. Like, I, that's Love a it. great description, right? Super good. I, agree. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Awesome. Kenzie, what's yours? What's yours? Um. Okay. So the first thing that came to mind, if I'm a Swifty, okay? The podcast girlies know, Riley knows, Jordan, now you know. So mm-hmm. Speak Now, Taylor's version has just been like on repeat. So that's been like, when oh, you said yeah. music, I was like, oh, I got it. I have to mention Taylor. Like she just, mm-hmm. of course, she always gets brought up in conversation. So definitely <laughs> been jamming out to that. Loving the songs from the vault. Obviously, we love that Taylor Lautner is in her music video. 
Oh, oh yeah. Just my heart. That's a sleigh. Can we talk, <laughs> it's can we talk about that? Sure. Can we, we talk, talk about, about that for a second? Brilliant. Because, okay, I, I'm going to admit I wasn't a Swifty as a kid. It was, I became a Swifty in my college years. And so I'm like catching up on the, if I'm like, who's, who's this song about? Who's this song about? Mm-hmm. And so I've been catching up on that and like the whole Taylor Lautner story. And so I didn't know that it was about him mm-hmm. until recently. And so I'm like, what a revelation. And then I was obsessed with the music video too. That they made all I together. I haven't and seen I'm just, yeah. the music video. I must. I need to watch. Apparently, it's quite iconic. No, I it's was going to say. Iconic. I have a I have a question. Yes. So okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Swifty, but I obviously majority of the people I follow are. What is the? I feel like she's always releasing yeah. like these different versions. It's like Taylor's version. What's the difference? Is it like the same so, song? Very refreshing you say that. It's very refreshing you I'm say I'm like, that I'm, I'm so up. confused because people are like playing songs. I'm like, didn't she release the song like forever ago? Like what is so yes. different? I need I need a lesson. Gotcha. Okay, so I was just explaining this to my sister the other day because she also didn't know. I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. I will explain. <laughs> so basically a long time ago when Taylor was obviously a new fresh artist, she obviously had to sign with a record label. That record label ended up selling all of her content to the nasty Scooter Braun. So because of that, like they have a lot of beef. A lot of things go down. Wasn't respected as an artist. All of these things. I can send you some videos later about like more of her perspective of the story. But basically, Scooter Braun ended up owning the rights to her music. So every time her original recordings got played, he makes profit off of them and not her. So she doesn't own those actual like recordings she owns the context obviously her songs but she doesn't own the actual recordings of those songs of the first like round so she now is taking her power back re-recording these songs so now when she these new taylor's versions are streamed she makes the profit so i'm like yeah so you're a boss listen to you can't listen to the old songs anymore yeah no the old one's done okay i respect that Okay, yeah. that makes total sense. I was just so confused. I was like, wait, I've heard these songs before. What is so new? So right. that makes sense. And then she sense. releases like her Vault songs, which are like in that era of when she was rec- like, that just didn't make the cut. She has like these little baby songs that she's are so it just like, she's literally, <laughs> she's don't even genius. Genius. She yeah. is so smart. Like I, yeah. I don't know how, I mean, even if you're not a Swifty, like you just have to respect the Mm-hmm. Like just, I'm like uh, I'm a Swiftie just from you know just my proxy just from being around it. yeah by association <laughs> yeah, literally yes, exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah a so that's basically Swiftie. a rundown of that. Anyways, was I should I product. should I mention a product too because I'm a product girly I probably should. you mentioned the product because that's we, your thing 100%. yeah so I haven't like I've been kind of like not buying a lot of stuff from Sephora lately because um it breaks the bank sometimes so (laughs) something that i have been using though that was like a kind of like previous purchase was um the glow ivy from um kosas so good yeah i've been using a lot more now that it's summertime and so it just like helps my skin i feel like the i've never tried the debronzy drops but i know that they're just like way darker for my skin tone i'm just i'm a Mm -hmm. pixie girl uh-huh. So the glow Name. IV is really nice because it's light. It's not super mm-hmm. dark. I really love that. So I have to give that a try. Yeah, I know. I have to try that. Don't get it wrong though. Like this is like San Diego town. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Know. You guys are in SoCal. <laughs> it's different. Okay. Really? <laughs> like I, I still need a lot of help. But every I've been getting a lot of compliments. But like my cheat code is like just buy everything Fenty. And I'm just like one of those girls. I'm like, I, I, I'm a scared to stray away, but I'm open to doing so. Oh, so, yeah. I use the same foundation that I was using in high school because it works. And I'm like, if it's not broken, don't yeah. fix it. So no, for real. <laughs> going to keep using for it. For yeah. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I always go back to my tried and trues. Like I could buy, I love trying new products. I love reviewing new products. And I always end up going back sticks. to the ones that just stick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For yep. sure. Your same wavelength. Yep. Period. <laughs> But anyways, Riley, I'll close it out out really quickly. (laughs) I've been like sitting here trying to literally find this one specific TikTok video because there's this artist that is a Frank Ocean inspired artist that's kind of undiscovered under the wraps. But I found him on TikTok and I wanted to say it on here, but he has a song called Misery and his uh, artist name is Taraj, I believe T-A-R-A-J. He sounds just like Frank Ocean. 
Really? And so everyone's no. saying these things where it's like, I don't know if Frank Ocean's going to come back. People were a little harsh on him after Coachella. Right. And so they're like, well, they may have found somebody that can kind of fill that gap. Oh, shit. I heard about, so, I heard about, um, the whole Coachella drama. My friend was there. So I heard about it like from her perspective. And I was like, wow, that's yeah, crazy for sure. But yeah. Interesting. So we'll I'll have see. to go look into that. That reminds me of there's this artist and I, it, she sounds, I don't remember her name. I might need to look it up. But she has a really trending song that's been going on TikTok, but she sounds a lot like Olivia Rodrigo. And for a second, mm. when I listened to the song, I was like, is this Olivia? Did she release a new song after Vampire? And it wasn't her. And I was so confused. So, like, that's kind of just a side note that I have. Yeah. But is, do you either of you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I don't even know I, the song. It's like a love song. Honestly, mm, I would like, be surprised. There's a lot of times where I think it'll be like a specific artist and I go look and I'm like, oh, that is not them. Like, yeah. yeah. So that I've like yeah. a lot, especially on TikTok because. Oh, for sure. You, just so many people are getting discovered. So it exactly. doesn't surprise me. So yeah, it's crazy. Definitely see, including yourself. So we'll go ahead and transition. <laughs> hey, James. Was that smooth? Was that smooth? Was smooth. Okay, that was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> right? She's like, I ran with it. <laughs> cool. I'll probably just keep this in. But I do want to talk about you, Jordan. And so we'll just like jump back into the episode. So before we even get started, please share about you and like how you got started as a creator. Like, I want to feel like I hung out with you as a kid. Yeah. When, like, okay. So, you know? um, okay, well, we'll take it back. Uh, that's yeah, a cool we'll, we'll rewind. Take memory lane. <laughs> So I was born in Northern California. That's where I grew up. I grew up like right outside of Sacramento. And um, I grew up, I feel like I grew up, you know, normal, like normal life, normal kid. Um, Went to elementary school. I met my husband in elementary school. Obviously, he didn't become my husband until much later. But um, yeah, he was my friend all growing up. And then, um, yeah, I feel like I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, I definitely, well, okay, that's a lie. I definitely think. To me, it was normal, but when I tell other people my upbringing, I definitely, like, I definitely had probably a rougher childhood than most kids, but normal for the most part. Um, Because who doesn't have trauma? Everybody's got trauma, you know? Everyone's got childhood trauma. But, um, yes. So, um, but yeah, normal, normal life. And then I started photography. I, okay, hold on. I'm I'm jumping too quick. Um, I had never felt like... I feel like this is such a cliche thing to say. Like, oh, I never felt like the nine to five was for me. But like, I just was never like super big into school. I really struggled in school like a lot. Like I was diagnosed with a learning disability. I have dyslexia. Like I just was, I struggled a lot in school. Um, So getting through, just just graduating high school was uh, was enough for me. Um, And so I signed up for college because my mom was like you know just like community college my mom was like you should at least go and just like take some classes and um I went to college classes for literally like two days before I dropped out um and I remember calling my mom on my first day of college and I was like I can't do this like the thought of like going through school all over again for however many years just gave me so much anxiety so my mom was like okay well what do you want to do and I was like I don't know so I started like nannying and like serving. So I was, you know, waiting tables. And then I also was nannying and I was making like enough money to get by. Um, but I was like, hey, what do I like, what am I going to do? Which thinking back, I'm like, I shouldn't have put too much pressure on myself to figure it out. Cause I'm like, you're, you were literally 18, you know, just, but just that's like such an age. That's such an it's age so- where you're like, I have to have my shit together. Like everything. Exactly. I want to be ahead of the game. Like I want to be yes, doing, yeah, doing my- the most my little sister um she's 19 she's going through the same thing right now we have a we have a pretty big age gap but i'm watching her go through the same thing right now where she feels like she's not doing enough she graduated high school early cuz she was doing homeschooling and she's already got her real estate license and i'm like girl chill i'm like you're ahead of the game like relax mm-hmm. i was like you're you're doing great cuz she was like i got my real estate license but i don't know like if i want to do that like i don't know what i want to do and i'm like who cares like you don't have to have it figured out right now i was like you'll probably change your mind 15 times anyways so yeah but anyways yeah so i was like okay well what do i want to do so and then uh like a year after i graduated high school my husband bought me my first camera for christmas he bought me just this little like 400 hundred dollar camera at the time though i was like this is nice <laughs> yeah so bought me my first camera and i just started kind of messing around with it and um so that's how I got into photography was I just kind of started playing around with it and I realized like wow I'm actually not horrible at this and um 
then I eventually like upgraded to a nicer camera and like started. I never thought at first that I could like make money off of it. Um, but it just turned into a career I wasn't expecting um, because then I started getting into like weddings and stuff. Um, so I've kind of always had like a creative job. And mm. then obviously social media comes into play. I've always been super into social media. I've always been like a big sharer. Like I look back on like my Instagram stories back from like 2017, 2018. And I'm like, I wanted to be an influencer so bad. I wanted to be a content creator so bad. Um, but cause so I've always kind of wanted to do that. I always love to share on social media and just do anything creative. And so that's kind of how I got into that. And then we moved to LA in 2017, I think. Yeah, 2017, we moved to LA. Um, just cause I was like, I want to get out of my hometown. I was like, I need to, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with my hometown. Like I love Northern California, but I had lived, I've been there for 18 years. I was like, I got to go experience something else, you know? So, um, so we moved and, um, yeah, luckily I'm really grateful that I started photography cause I really feel like that gave me the freedom. Cause I didn't have like a regular nine to five. I was able to like really put in a lot of effort with content creation and I'd make YouTube videos and like post on Instagram, but I feel like I really started trying to get into it when Instagram, it like hit that point where it was like really hard to grow on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of people experienced that where it became like almost impossible to grow on Instagram. So, and that was kind of when I like really started trying to get into it. So I was kind of like, I don't know. And then in 2020, I found TikTok right around COVID. I feel like so many people got into TikTok around yeah. quarantine. Um, but yeah, that's how I got started with that was I actually downloaded the app and I didn't make an account for like the first six months. Like I would just scroll like, mm -hmm. yeah, I couldn't like because I didn't uh, you didn't have to make an account to like scroll the for you page. Um, and then finally, what was after, the, like, six months, I mean, what was the first video that you do you remember like the first couple of videos you made or like that I posted on TikTok? The, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I have to scroll back. I know a lot of them are privated now because I'm like, girl, what were you doing? Um, because it was back when like we're just all trying to go viral. Is. I'm not sure what my first ever like TikTok was, but when I first started posting, I was just kind of messing around, like having fun, and then um, and then I started getting more into like the vlogs and like stuff like that, and like mm -hmm. the the cleaning videos and all that stuff. Because that's slowly because I feel like TikTok when I first got on, it was all just like people dancing. Mm -hmm. It was not yeah, it like was. what it is today. It was literally just people doing TikTok dances. Right. So like um, um like musically was it um like musically? yeah didn't it was, yeah that was a used to be yeah right yeah like, I'm pretty yeah. sure because I didn't have musically and then everybody started talking about TikTok and I was like what my sister was like I wanted musically and she was like I don't know maybe thirteen at the time twelve and I was like what the yeah heck is musically like that's why I feel like. <laughs> I feel like, well, definitely, like, Musical.ly was, like, what Vine was, like, for us. But it was, like, a music. Yes. It was, like, Vine and Instagram mixed together what that was for us. Musical.ly was for the for the kids. For the, for the kids. For the younger generation. For the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Because I, I never had a Musical.ly either. And because especially, too, like, some creators that had Musical.ly, they have videos on their TikTok account that, like, were, are there, like, before TikTok even existed, like, from when it was Musical.ly. Mm -hmm. So okay. you can, like, see yeah. when it, like, I think they definitely, like, changed it. Like, so TikTok used yeah. to be Musical.ly, and then they, um, but, yeah, so I started kind of making videos once TikTok made that transition outside of, like, just dancing okay. videos, because I feel like TikTok's not really, people still dance on the app, but not like it was. Like, I feel like that's right. all it was when I started, was just people dancing. Just people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, doing all the, now, the freaking totally. renegade no. and shit. <laughs> now it's very like right. lifestyle. There's so many different yes. groups. There's like, yeah. I mean, it's a search it's engine now. It is a search engine. No. Gen Z's top search engine is TikTok. And I agree with that. I go to TikTok more than Google Same these days, thing. honestly. Yeah. TikTok so. is like my number one over everything. Like Instagram. Like I just, I feel like you, you could scroll all day on Instagram, but not like you can on TikTok. TikTok is like, you are sucked in and you are entertained. Like, so, hours, which could be very hours. dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. So 60 yeah. minute thing, pretty nice and convenient these days, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kidding. but yeah, so that's, that's kind of how TikTok. Yeah. That's how I kind of got started on that was just, I made an account, started posting videos and then I, that's mm -hmm. so awesome. 
Yeah. I personally found you from your like get ready with me is like as a 26 year old living in SoCal. Like, yes. Those is that's where I kind of started. And I love that you kind of made your own. Sorry, my dog just came upstairs. <laughs> so if you, I apologize, but um, I like sort of followed you from there and I love how you just kind of like pinned your kind of like a niche almost and you just like mm-hmm. ran with it and it was something new that I had never seen was like describing your get ready with me is just that and I just thought it was so mm-hmm. like unique and fun I was like I like this girl that's really cool and then just seeing you, you keep posting numbers and then more lifestyle and then about your like eating disorder journey which we'll also like talk about later and so it's just I I love the way that you went with it and from thank just, like, you follower so that's so yeah cool. I definitely I feel like I have kind of two different sets of like people that follow me because I I actually started growing my following my first ever video that went like really really viral was I shared a video um just kind of about how my husband helps me with my eating disorder and that video got like nine million views like something like that so and that was like the first video I ever had like I had videos that had like reached like 200,000 views nothing like super crazy like nothing that stuck uh but Mm -hmm. that was like the first video that like I actually started growing a following from um so I I feel like I have a ton of people that followed me like for that like when they found me when I was like sharing a lot of eating disorder content and then I kind of transitioned because I didn't want my eating disorder to be like my identity so I yeah, was yeah. like I need to start sharing other stuff because I don't want that to be especially because I was like I'm not going to be in recovery forever and like if people keep me in this box one that's going to be hard to like grow as a creator but on top of it I was like I feel like I would not be great for my mental health to just be put in as like the eating disorder girl right you know yeah totally so that's- that reminds me of like youtubers back in the day having like very because mm-hmm. sp- I feel like youtubers kind of got viral based on their very specific niches like it wasn't yeah. like i was this person and i just do all this these different things like they were very specific and so i feel like i remember seeing that when creators like youtubers would kind of transition into new areas and people would be like well we don't like that what are you, what are doing? you doing yeah and it's yeah. like now i love that the approach is like you share yourself and like who you are and whatever comes with it like Oh, you're not yeah trying to dedicate i love that people are more understanding of that and i love that that was the, you were like okay i could see this being very specific to my eating disorder and like how that could like affect me in different ways and then you were like no i want to make it me plus yes. i will talk about this every once in a while or i'll talk about exactly etc so then yeah. that's something I, that's something i was literally talking with the person this morning was like he's just getting off starting off he's posting every single day um but he's having such a hard time or like and like anybody else it's so hard to just be like this is your thing and that's what you do and so for you I would love to just like learn like at what point did you just like get that confidence of um just finding that thing for you because like what something that spoke to you as a creator and you made you satisfied talking about it but it also appealed to a certain audience like what was that decision process look like for you back then yeah, so I feel like I've always been really vulnerable on social media. Like, even before I, like, had a following, I feel like even when I had, like, 2,000 followers on Instagram and it was all, like, people from my hometown, like, people that know me personally, like, friends and stuff, I've always been, like, very vulnerable. And I started actually posting about my um, my eating disorder on there. Like, I started kind of sharing stuff and having people message me and be like, I totally relate so I've always been vulnerable in that sense like I've never been afraid to be vulnerable because I always kind of look at it as like I know what I'm sharing a lot of people are already thinking or they're already like you know what I mean so yeah and then I started like getting more into sharing my life and I used to be kind of caught up in like oh my life's not perfect like people aren't gonna find this interesting but then I kind of started to realize like people like to follow people that they can relate to and don't get me wrong, like, everyone loves to watch, like, the Kardashians and people like that where they're so, like, beyond mm-hmm. relatable. Like, they're they're not relatable at all, obviously, because they're billionaires. But it's, like, it can be interesting for sure. But I also think it's refreshing to see, you know, someone you might be able to relate to a little bit more. And obviously, relating to people is all, it's all relative. It's, you know, some stuff I might post might not be relatable to everybody. Some people might find me unrelatable but there will be a lot of people that do find me relatable so I think just um I've always been you know 
open with just being vulnerable and sharing whatever. And I also too, when I started thinking about like, okay, what kind of content do I want to share? I was like, well, what do I like to consume? You know, like what, what's the type of content that I like to watch? Cause then that's the type of content I probably would enjoy making. Yeah. You know, granted, not everything I like to watch, but like, I like to watch people, you know, do these little dances, but I can't dance like that. So, you know, not (laughs) everything, but definitely like what's, you know, what do you like to consume? And then it's like, well, you probably would enjoy making content like that. So, you know, that's kind of how I got into that and just being vulnerable and just really trying not to care so much about like, you know, people that might be like, oh, she's so cringy or oh, I, you know, I can't believe she's making stuff like that. You know, just yeah, just do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say really quickly. I think one of my favorite videos of yours is um, it's uh the audio where it's like, if this is your vibe, we should be friends. And then it's like you and like your sweatpants, and you're like, you're like, yeah, really rocking in the background. Yes. Like that's one of like of all your videos. Like, and I they're so they're so satisfying to watch. For some reason, that's the one that stands out to me. Every so. every once in a while, you gotta throw one out there that's just not that hasn't doesn't have a lot of thought put into it. Because I feel like too, like like I said, obviously, um, you know, it's it's all relative to what's gonna relate to who. But I feel like don't get me wrong, I love an aesthetically pleasing video, and they're fun to make sometimes. But it's also fun to just be fucking stupid and like have fun yeah. with it and not take it so fucking seriously. And just, and like, same thing, like I've started making TikToks with my husband and he's a little, he's so hard on himself. Like, he's like, he's like, do I look okay? And I'm like, just have fun Uh with it. I'm like, don't, you know, I'm like, don't get like, you don't, like, he's so worried about like, he wants to it to be perfect. And I'm like, and that's also just kind of just who he is as a person. He's, you know, kind of a perfectionist and he's way too hard on himself, but I'm like, just have fun. Like, it doesn't have to be super serious and like super perfect, aesthetically pleasing all the time. Like, so we've gone, we've kind of gone into like making just dumb ass videos that I'm like, this is like, we did that. My pronouns are USA. Like, yeah, that was so cute. I love it. I love what he peeks into your videos. It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It is funny too. Cause he's like, he's grown to love it for sure. Like I can tell. Like, we just did the one that's, like, um, have you seen the one that's, like, she's a country music fan. Have you seen that one? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You should go watch it. Okay. Well, it's funny, but, um, yeah, he he's grown to love it for sure. But, yeah, I'm, like, sometimes it's fun to just, like, get on the app and just be fucking stupid and not yeah get so into it. Sometimes, like, it's refreshing to just see people be stupid, which mm-hmm. at least I love it. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. I think it's, like, that same relatable relatability factor of like oh that's something that i would totally do too but like i would be afraid to do it because of you know yeah people making fun of me or whatever and i i love just in that that concept that you have such a good head on your shoulders with that like i know it's so often even i've struggled with it too and i know riley has too just the worry of like what are people from my hometown gonna think Mm -hmm. what are like family members gonna think who are older who don't understand social media like when I say that I work in social media people are like what do you mean I know, like, like, <laughs> like what yeah. what is that <laughs> yeah and I think just like trying to let go of that is just that's such a power move in and of itself is having the mm-hmm. ability to like I know it sometimes are gonna be like okay maybe I'm a little less confident today and I don't feel like for sure this is yeah. you know as aesthetic as I want it to be or as cute as I want it to be or I don't feel as confident in this video as Mm -hmm. I have been in the past and that's gonna always be there but just like having that back of the mind mindset of yeah I it doesn't matter like have fun do it exactly yeah and I I definitely have I definitely have days for sure where I'm like like I have like a video that I want to make a vision in my mind and then I go and make it it doesn't turn out how I want I'm like fuck and I like beat myself up about it but yeah yeah no I definitely have my days but yeah and I think about it too like I feel like a lot of people get caught up in like like they want to start a YouTube channel or they want to make videos or whatever and they're like so worried about like people that they know like what they're gonna think and I'm like I I would bet that 90% of the people that are watching you that you're afraid they're judging you like people from your hometown or whatever people you know are probably wishing they had the balls to do the same thing that you're doing right you know what I mean like a lot of people a lot of people want to do YouTube and want to make content and want to make money off of it. Like who wouldn't want to make money off of sharing their life and like having fun? And you know what I mean? It's just a lot of people don't have the balls to do it. So that's why they make fun. And that's why they tease. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so crunchy. I'm like, if you don't have the balls to do it, just say that. 
you know, like, so for real, girl, that's kind of how I look at it is like, because I know plenty of people that like that I know personally that like, I think they would do well as an influencer and or like a content creator or whatever. And like, I see some people that like try to do it. And I'm like, period, do it. Like, you know, it's yeah. have fun with it. Like, who gives a fuck with these stupid people yeah. that you knew when you, you were like, five think about you? That's literally I think it's like you just like never know too. It's like it's really about doing it because like it's not the mm-hmm. like there's the algorithms and the formulas, but it's like that's not really. I feel like it, sh- it, sh- it comes in consideration naturally, but this shouldn't be what you think of when you're doing it. So it's mm-hmm. like it's just like exactly being yourself, and people just fall in love with you as like the people who need to fall in love with you or would would fall in love with with you will find you and they'll yeah, follow you exactly because mm-hmm. i think back to when i was like trying to grow like six years ago when i was like posting on instagram and because i was like trying to grow on instagram when like that travel influencer like picture perfect like super curated photos was like the thing and i remember like i just would like beat myself up because none of it was because i um, also like i was broke i didn't have the lifestyle to like make those super aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. photos and you know travel to europe to get all these pictures and i you know would beat myself up about it and i was so hard on myself and i'm like i'm glad that that never worked and that never stuck because i wouldn't have the community that i have now because i feel like if it had worked i probably would have ended up with a way different audience and like i'm so happy i found the people that i have like I have people from all over that follow me and a lot of them are very similar to me like they struggle with the same things same personality like we just are like I click with my followers a lot more than I feel like I would have if I gained a following trying to be like picture perfect like yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so and the pressure yeah. of upholding that in the future like mm-hmm. we just talked exactly. about wanting to kind of like change what you talk about on social media or what you, con- kind of content you create like mm-hmm. I feel like having it curated so picture perfect is so one unobtainable and two just like in the long run, how is that going to make you like, exactly? Happy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so, it definitely. You want people that are going to be able to like adapt and change with you. Like, I feel like people might have clicked follow for my eating disorder content or my vlogs or whatever, but they stuck around for my personality and mm-hmm. like, and that's why I think it's so important to just be vulnerable and like show who you really are because that's what's going to make people stick around you know yeah. so mm-hmm. um because i even follow some girls that like i love their content but i'm like and they're like super aesthetically pleasing they're so cute but i'm like i would love to know these girls a little bit more and like hear their voice. like i have some girls that i follow that i'm like i've never even heard their voice and i'm like i would love to like get to know them a little bit more on that side and i'm not i'm not judging how they make their content but you know what i mean i'm like i'm people i feel like just really want to know the creator and like so yeah, like I said, the aesthetically pleasing stuff is super fun, but it's also fun to like get on the vulnerable side and really get to know people. That's something, but that's something I was thinking about too. Maybe I'll come back to Kenzie. It was like, how do you handle the negative parts of like being on social mm-hmm. media and being consistent and creating content? Those it's just those expectations mm-hmm. and the guilt for sure. That can be Meaning generated. like, oh, okay, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, so there's obviously negatives that come, like just trolls in general that come with it. And I think back to when I first started, like the negative comments, those ate me up. Oh my gosh. Cause I had never, I'd never experienced that before. So when you go from like having no followers to no one ever really saying anything negative to you ever online to like, especially when you're sharing something like getting weight and like eating disorder and stuff, like all oh, the comments. Yeah. So that really, when I first started, I was like, damn, like every little comment would eat me up. And now that I've been in, you know, been doing this for like a year and a half, now I'm just like block, block, block. Like it do- it doesn't bother me at all when I obviously first started. And I just remind myself too that these people are, the people that are on here being negative are clearly they're struggling if they, you know, like how embarrassing. Like, like you're all online, like, bull- yeah, like you're yeah. all like bully people, especially a little bit too much time on your hands. exactly and what i always think is so funny is the people that come on my page and like call me fat or call me ugly or whatever i'm like nine times out of ten don't have a profile picture i'm like let's see what you look like like let's show everybody why don't you post a vulnerable video and let's see what everyone has to say about you yeah like what a mission to go out in the 
Like, what a mission to go out into the world and belittle as many people as you can to just put you that step over them. Like, that's a mission, bro. Yeah. Good luck with that. It's like, honestly just so her. embarrassing. Like, secondhand embarrassment I get from people who comment negative things. It's like, even if I thought, like, oh, I don't really like their vibe or, oh, I don't really agree with them or, oh, I don't really like the style of this content. Like, I just scroll past it. Like, why do you feel the need to, like, give your opinion like, on something that literally doesn't apply to you? Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Yeah, like, I just, uh, yeah, so I've definitely gotten better at, I mean, every once in a while, one comment, I'm like, ooh, that hurt a little bit. Like, there's obviously every once in a while, a comment will, like, really piss me off. Um, But now I've kind of, like, for the most part, like, nine times out of ten, I'm like, fuck off and just block them before, don't even, like, think twice about it. But, um, so obviously, trolls is just something i've had to learn to deal with but it definitely has given me thicker skin that's for sure um but in terms of like the negatives that come with it like i feel like there's definitely a lot of pressure in terms of like and not even from like anybody else it's just pressure that i hold on myself where i'm like especially because i feel like tiktok is as much as i love tiktok and the app is amazing it's definitely a little high maintenance in terms of like how often you have to post like youtube for example i feel like you can get away with posting like one video a week when and people are you could still have a lot of growth with that and like even instagram like i feel like people have like people i know content creators that post like maybe a couple times a week on instagram and it's like yeah. i mean granted like, i'm not talking about stories days. yeah i'm talking more like of actual in feed post but um mm-hmm. obviously more active on their stories but like tiktok i feel like is a little bit more high maintenance in terms of like you got to be getting the videos out there um which can be definitely stressful because every day I'm like, okay, what, what, what am I going to post? Like, I feel like I never get a day off in terms of TikTok and like getting videos out, which all, all, there's times where like I'll take days off, but I definitely beat myself up about it where I'm like, you haven't posted in two days. Like, what are you, what are you doing? So, which again, that's my problem, me holding that pressure on myself. Cause I feel like even to like, it, it's the I reality, like, the expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, all there's, I think the longest break I've taken from TikTok in the past like year and a half has been like five days without posting that's it in a year and a half sure. five days wow. yeah so i'm like like i've posted probably like almost every single which is just crazy to think about i'm like a year and a half and you've posted almost every single day like that's insane but um but yeah i remember when i took that break like because i it was recent too i took i didn't post for like five days because i had i was working and then i like got a car accident and there was like a lot going on and then I, like, I remember I posted, like, was beating myself up about it. No- nothing changed. Like, my video did fine. Everyone was like, oh, cool. You haven't posted in a while. Like, happy to see the video. Like, and I'm like, what? You held so much pressure on yourself and, like, made such a big deal out of this. And it was not a big deal at all. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just something I need to work on for sure with, like, you know, not setting, not putting so much pressure on myself. But I ne- have never felt pressured by my followers or anything, which... I love that everyone is like so even people like I've like posted that I have like I'll have something going on and people be like don't worry about posting like just take time for yourself I'm like you oh great <laughs> thanks well it's, okay, it guys. just comes down <laughs> to the fact that like it is true that we put so much more pressure on ourselves with yeah, everything that we do more than anybody else could like we are our own worst critic with and it yeah and it's a really like, hard habit to break it. Yeah, yeah like because yeah. I, I like in in moments like i'll be being so hard on myself and i know i'm being so hard on myself but i can't you know like when my husband's hard it. on himself i'm like stop why are you being so hard on yourself but then i turn around and do it to myself and i'm like right dude <laughs> it's a it's a hard hard habit to break for sure but yeah no that's i feel like is the biggest like negative hurdle to get over is the pressure that i put on myself but we're getting better you know i'm getting better about yeah. it <laughs> yeah i'm and i'm curious to hear like what are those things in your process of like creating like do, how often do you schedule like do you schedule ahead of time like what are those little things that you do on the behind the scenes that kind of helps with that yeah so i feel like there's probably content creators out there that are way more organized than i am um i feel like some stuff i'll plan in advance um like i'll definitely plan out vlogs in advance because i don't like to vlog because i have some days where I'm just in front of the computer all day, like editing, you know, doing a lot of like photography work. Um, So I'm like, I'm not going to vlog that day because I'm literally doing nothing but sitting at the computer for eight hours. Um, So I try to only vlog on like days when I'm like actually out doing stuff. Uh, So those days are obviously planned in advance. But a lot of TikTok, I'm just just flying by the seat of my pants. I'm like, what what are we going to do today? 
I mean, so, like I said, some stuff will be planned out. Like sometimes I'll plan out, like if I'm going to do like an outside video, I like will know like, okay, I'm going to do that today. Um, but yeah, some stuff will just kind of come up like videos will kind of come up un- unexpectedly and we'll decide to go do something. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we can make a video of that or whatever. So, um, which is kind of fun. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to get into today with, with yeah. TikTok, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of how, that's really all my planning. I mainly just plan like my vlogs and stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I, one thing I'm trying to get better at is like doing YouTube, but, and I've like planned those out in advance, but it's hard. It's so, I don't know how people are like super active on like multiple pl- platforms. I'm like, I, that's so hard. Like I, like, or I wouldn't say hard. It's just a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. to try and try and do. Um, but yeah, I need to, I definitely need to be better about planning stuff and like being more organized. I mean, I mean from our perspective <laughs> though, like from a follower perspective, I feel like nobody would know that you're not planning those. Yeah. Like that's just, well, if, if it works for you, that like, if it works for you, like yeah. hey, I, I like go and, you know, just whatever I come up with that day, I feel like it also can spark like your creativity a little bit faster. Yes. Like you just, you run with it as soon as you think of it. And like, that is such, I feel like that's such yes. a good thing. That's... Because you're not overthinking these mm-hmm. concepts or like trying to analyze it too deeply. Like you just fly mm-hmm. the your bands and you go. Like that's yeah, great. No, that's, that's a really, literally, yeah. That's a really good point that you just made. I, cause I was just having this conversation with my husband the other day. Like I sometimes like, I definitely think that content creation is one of the easiest jobs I've ever had in terms of like, it's, it's not hard. I, I don't think it's hard, but it's like, it's more, it can be overwhelming and it can be, um, you can get burned out for sure, but I wouldn't say it's hard, but I definitely like I'll have days where like, I'm feeling really, um, not inspired. And I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, well, what do I want to post? Like, I have to post something. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, you know what? It, when I start to feel like that, I'm like, okay, let's let's pull back on the pressure a little bit because sometimes I feel like holding too much pressure on myself can cause me to be uninspired and get burnt out because you're like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, what videos are you going to do? Come up with ideas. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes you need to just fucking chill and do nothing and the ideas will flow to you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, because I was just telling my husband, I was like, I was going to make a video today, but I was like, I don't even really want to do that. And then I feel like I'm forcing it and then it's not going to come out as good. So I'm like, I need to just fucking chill and the ideas will come to me. So yeah. that's definitely something that I think in terms of like, we're like holding a lot of pressure on yourself. Obviously, that's not healthy to do, but it also can affect your creativity. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like the more you just like chill and too, sometimes my creative, my creativity gets kind of stalled if I'm almost consuming too much content. I'm like, I need yeah. to just get off social for a little bit and like let my get my brain a break. And then I will feel more refreshed and the ideas will come to me easier than if I'm like constantly like looking for ideas and you know what I mean? Right. I think, I think that's a really good thing to have or like having your own, like whether it's, I've heard some creators say, oh, I go for a car ride and I just get, like, I just let kind of my mind wander and not really like do something that doesn't provide a lot of thought or like I get off social media, like you said, and just like, don't even let any other um, like trend or any other mm-hmm. content creators content and kind of inspire not even inspire but just like overwhelm me like oh I should create content like that or oh I should create content yeah. like this and that's a really good like mindset to have when you're like okay I'm obviously not feeling it today let's step back let's yeah rather than trying to force yeah. it and yeah yeah it's just listen to your mind just listen and mm-hmm. just listen to it and yeah, exactly go with it and move with it that kind yeah, of reminds don't... so I oh go ahead I was just going to say too, like it's, it's cause you were talking about getting inspiration from other people, which I think is totally healthy and normal to do to like go and get inspiration. But sometimes if you're almost too fixated on what other people are doing, then you start questioning yourself too much. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like I said, you gotta, you gotta find a healthy balance where like, it's totally normal to like have videos be inspired by other people, but you, you have to find like a happy medium, how, how much you're consuming and how much you're paying attention to other people. Cause your mind, the can comparison game we all do it it's like the comparison is the thief of joy so i'm like you gotta just you gotta just vibe, vibe out. like riley yeah. was saying just vibe listen to your just mind vibe. Vibe. <laughs> but i it's like i say that and it's like because i want to be that me too i would want it so bad because have i accomplished oh. it not yet but not yet. I, <laughs> I have i have wanted to like i same as you jordan like wanted to 
start a YouTube channel from a really young age or like mm-hmm. I have been back and forth with myself. I started one when I was a freshman in college and then I stopped because I was Love so them. overwhelmed with it. And then mm-hmm. I started TikTok up a little bit ago again and started making makeup videos and stuff and trying to like find what I really enjoyed creating because I love creating content like I obviously yeah. work in social media and I do it for clients but for myself it's just like so much pressure and for what yeah like and so it's mm-hmm. just I'm slowly but surely getting out of that and like trying to be less hard on myself but it yeah. is such a long process and it's okay to have those days too no for sure yeah you it's I feel really lucky too because I feel like I know there's people out there that have like nine to fives in sec where their jobs are super consuming. And I'm like, I feel like it would be hard. Like I'm lucky because I have a super flexible schedule, but it's hard too, especially like if you have your job and can see where you're going in and like you're doing all this stuff for clients. And then I'm like, hey, what's left for you at the end of the day in terms right. of like what you're like the content that you're going to make? Because I feel like your brain is already so drained. So I feel very lucky like I'm very I'm very blessed that I have a flexible schedule and I obviously I've created that stuff for my you know I've created that schedule for myself and I've worked really hard to get to be able to have that flexibility but yeah yeah, I like I see these like aspiring content creators that have nine to fives and I'm like I pat you on the back because that's that's really hard to like Mm -hmm. have such a packed schedule and then on top of it you got to try and be creative. I'm like, I get drained when I have flexibility. Like, yeah. I could see you struggling, Mackenzie, like to make content because I feel like when you're doing it for other people, it's hard to to like, okay, now I got to come up with ideas and be creative for myself yeah. after I've done it. You know, I've helped other people with that all day. So yeah, it's it's hard for sure. That's such yeah, a good I point. That. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is it's true. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think the people that have nine to fives, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I'm yeah I would be so exhausted (laughs) I've been I've been having the hard time like Riley and I just recently like at the same time we're like let go and from like some of our her actual full-time job and mine just one of my like side projects that I was working on um and it's just weird because now I'm like okay I'm applying for jobs but I'm also like Mm -hmm. trying to more like freelance content creation or freelance like social media work for clients and I'm like kind of waiting for whatever kind of comes at me first But at the same time, I'm like, well, what do I really want? Do I want yeah. a nine to five? Like, am I just looking at that for security? Am I just looking at for better finances? Like, or am I actually yeah. wanting to work and have that stability? Or like, is my passion truly just like doing what I want to do every single day and having the flexibility and being able to like travel? Like, that is something for me that I'm like, I want to be able to create my own schedule and do all those things. So why am I trying to pursue something that just like, isn't yeah. really gonna fill my cup and so it's just like constant I know Riley That's, probably can relate to that too and we've just been on this discovery journey of like we both understand that we want that same independence and flexibility that creators have and we know we have it in us and it's just like we work with other people so I work with clients now and I do um content strategy and can be mm-hmm. a social media manager and so we work with clients all the time Mm-hmm. Um, every single day and so it's like that transitionary period of doing it for ourselves is something we're navigating so it's so yeah. you're such a breath of fresh air to hear from yes. and it's just like you know it's like yeah it's not that serious and it's something that like it's easy to tell other people but it's telling ourselves it's yeah it's that's for sure that yeah yeah well and if I could give a little bit of advice to you guys so do you guys you're like please, yes please um do you, so do you guys you guys both have degrees right mm-hmm. yeah okay coming from someone who doesn't have a degree <laughs> your your degree is always going to be there fucking chill Fuck it. do do what you guys want to do you got how old are you guys i'm 23 okay all right grandma's <laughs> coming in okay let me tell you guys if i could go back Intel, because this is also something that I like I'm currently working through. I have a lot of a lot of financial anxiety. Um, like it's it's really bad. Like I, I need to see a therapist. I'm not, but I'm, but I'm relatable. Actively, yeah, but relatable. Literally, I'm actively I'm working through it. And a lot of it, I know a lot of it stems from my childhood because um, I had I did not grow up in a financially stable home. Um, so I I know a lot of it stems from that. But I also come from you know I I had like the only jobs I've had in my life I've had serving jobs I was a nanny 
then I went into photography, like owning my own business. I know I'm I'm doing content creation. So I really only had like two jobs in my life that were very like, you have a paycheck, super stable, you know, in terms of like photography and no content creation, it's all like freelance, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. very like the, the paychecks are up and down, you know, I'll have months where I do really well. And then I have months where I'm not doing that well. So that's, I know contributes to my financial anxiety a lot because it's, it's scary when you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. But if I could give you guys some advice. You guys have your degrees because that was one thing I always felt like would make me feel better if I knew I had something to fall back on. But it's extra scary for me because I don't I don't have a security blanket. I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. So I because you guys have degrees, those jobs will always be there. Those jobs will always be there there. You guys can always you guys always have this little degree in your pocket that you can pull it out and try and get a nine to five, try and get something that's more stable. You guys are 23. Do what the fuck you want to do. D- do it. And if that means too, there are jobs out there that are more stable in terms of paychecks that have a more flexible schedule. So I know like a lot of people turn their nose up to like serving tables. You'd be surprised. You can make a lot of fucking money being a server. And you, you get like an easy, easy job of like looking no. at what they do too. So it's like, it's yeah. just, like go shit on servers. Like they, they got no people really do on. people shit on servers and bartenders and you can make a lot of fucking money and you get a more flexible schedule with that. So if that's something you guys are like, I'm really craving, like I'm really craving flexibility in my schedule to where I can, you know, have the time to make content. Start fucking get a serving job. Do serve at night and fucking make content during the day. You guys can make it work. To where there's so many like flexible jobs that you can get. Like you don't have to do the whole office job, especially too, because at least from what I've heard from some of my friends that have degrees and have nine to fives, a lot of these jobs are are out here paying fucking groundbreaking money where I'm like, you can make really fucking not. close to that waiting tables. Like what the fuck yeah. are you doing this nine to five shit for when you're not really, I mean, I know some of them, they, they give like benefits and stuff, but like I like I had yeah. a friend who had a nine to five and I even she was debating like going and starting her own business. And I was like, I was like, dude, I, I'm like, I'm not saying this to be offensive, but like you're not making shit at this at this fucking nine to five. What the fuck are you doing this for? I'm like, yeah. you literally could make almost the same waiting tables and you would have way more flexibility in your schedule because a lot of times it's like night shifts or whatever. So and I'm not saying you guys have to go be servers, but there's jobs out there where you guys could you know, have that flexibility that you're searching for. It was so crazy about that, Jordan. Like everything that you're saying is so true. And like, like Riley said in the beginning, like a breath of fresh air to like just sit and talk to Mm -hmm. you because you, you're right. And like, I love this. And so it's crazy though, because I was literally just talking to my mom the other day and I was like, I want to like be able to do the stuff that I've been passionate about, like podcasting, mm-hmm. like content creating. And mm-hmm. yeah, I have my one client that's kind of in my field, but I I kind of want to like get back into like maybe serve. I've never served before. I've never like bartended. I've never like done any of like, I used to be a barista, but that's like as far as that's that like industry mm-hmm. goes for me. And I'm like, I kind of want something that might just like pay the bills, but then exactly. I can like, you know, still have the time and flexibility. So maybe like a little part-time job. And then she was like, but what about your degree? Like, what about this? Who and cares? then my balls rolling. And I'm like, okay, you're right, mom. But like at the same time, like, no, can I and just, see, like, you know, do this. And- dude, I'm telling you, and it, this is nothing against your mom, but I, I think that a lot of times society puts this like, you go to school, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a nine to five, you have kids, yeah. you grow old, you die. Who the fuck says, wait, no, who, who made this rule book? I don't know. Ste- no, for real. Take yourself outside of the box. And I, like, I, luckily, my mom was very like, my mom was like, don't go to, don't go to college. Who fucking cares? Like, do whatever the fuck you want. I could call my mom up and be like, hey, I'm quitting everything and I'm going to be a stripper. And she'd be like, you go, girl. Like, <laughs> love to see Like, that. literally, like, take yourself outside of the box. My mom has had, like, 15 different careers. It's, and at the end of the day, if your bills are paid, who gives a fuck what you're doing? Who cares? Like, if, and like I said, if you're seeking financial stability, like, in terms of, like, you want to make sure your bills are paid figure out what that number is. Okay. What, what do I need to pay my bills? And obviously you want to have, a you don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. You want to have a little bit of money where you can actually do things outside of work, but figure out what that, what that number is and then figure out, okay, how much do I need to be making? I feel like you'd be really fucking surprised. Like there's, I know so many people that 
you know, they serve and they love it. Like serving, I, I worked at a restaurant. It was fucking fun. Like you get to talk yeah. to people. Yeah. It's so fun. And you guys are, you got, not not that I'm super old, but you guys are so fucking young. Literally. Yeah, you're making, you guys are like, oh, oh girl. Yeah, I'm like, no, you're just 26. I'm literally 27. <laughs> but I'm like, if I could go back and talk to my 23 year old self, I'd be yeah. like, girl, chill the fuck out. Take chill out. Like I was so worried about like, I got to like, I need to be super financially stable and I need to do this and that. And obviously that's a great goal to be financially stable and save up a lot of money and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you have, you have your whole fucking life ahead of you to work and you don't want to look back when you're 45 and you're like, oh, I wish I had tried, you know, doing content creation or I wish I had tried to do this or tried to do that. You're, the time to do it is now. Mm-hmm. Figure out how much money you need to make, find a job that can supply you with that. Obviously, I know that's harder you know, it's easier to say that than to actually do it. But it's it's fine. just the world is not linear. It's not linear. And it's like and it's like I love and for me and like come from my perspective, it's like I love what I do right now because I have the flexibility of working with all these different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like and if I can figure out a way to just do that sustainably and like make money off of it, that's the only journey. And it's like, yeah, being like, like, honestly, like, if this was like the best blessing ever it's str- it could be stressful of course just being like an adult with bills for shit. sure but yeah. like but like there's so much flexibility in this world i totally agree like there's like so many things you can do and i think the one thing is like understanding like with content creation in general um there's things about it like it's just being yourself like don't act the part don't think about the part like don't do mm-hmm. it don't act like how you should be acting or like don't get caught up in the corporate world if you're coming out of it like just be you and that's the journey yeah. of that yeah for sure and I like it and i sip on and i think yeah. about it like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but literally though and like how your mom even said like oh what about your degree your degree is not going anywhere it's not going in there anywhere okay. it's not like if you don't use it it expires like you have right you have your degree it's not and like same thing i was just having this conversation with my little sister she got her she just recently got her real estate license and mind you she's 19 literally a fetus and she's like, well, no, like, what am I going to do? Like, I like, I don't know if I want to do this. Sure. And, like, she was talking to me about it. She's like, I don't even know if this is what I want to do. But like, I just and I'm like, dude, you have the real estate license. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you might have to take class every once in a while to like keep it. Every updated. two years. It's, yeah. I'm doing my license right now because I just go. felt like it. But like, <laughs> but I'm like, you have it. You have it. If you want to get your license and then go fucking backpacking in Europe for fucking six months, do that. I'm like, why? Okay. Why? take this little box that you've put yourself in and take yourself out like it's it's the same thing like I, I'm going through the same thing with like I've been struggling a lot with like what I want to do going forward because obviously I've been a wedding photographer for the last six years and I love it but I've also been feeling super burnt out and I've been deciding I'm like okay is it is this what I want to keep doing do I want to try and you know go go more full-time with content creation like and I'm like, I, we'll fucking see. I don't know. But I don't have to have it figured out right this fucking second. You know, like, Mm-mm. I'm still shooting weddings. We're just going to see what happens. But I think we just have to, society's got to take these this pressure off of, like, I think it's, when I think about it, I think it is absolutely fucking insane that we expect these seniors in high school to be like, okay, what do, what do you want to do? Pick a degree. Pick, pick a fucking yeah. major. What the fuck? We are lit. They... I think back to how, like, my mindset when I was that age, I was literally a child. I was like, why am I deciding what I want to do for the rest of my life when I'm 17, 18 years old? Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. And it's totally okay to change careers. Like, you don't, the world's your oyster. You can do whatever you want. So, Mm -hmm. I'm a very tangent, but (laughs) no, No, girl, it needed to be said. And I, and I think for me, it's like, if you want for these kids who are like about to go to college or whatever, or they think they want to go to college, like, you choose just just know majority of people who study like get a degree oftentimes don't work in that degree like you're exactly. gonna choose something you're gonna learn about it that like for like just learn something cool exactly and that's another thing too is like I remember like my mom was like my mom's always been you can do whatever you want but there was a period after I graduated where she was like well you ha- you have to do something you got you know if you don't if you don't want to go to college if you know and she was like, if you're like, if you're not sure what to do, because at the time I was like waiting table, she was like, why don't you like, you know, just take some general ed classes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so glad I didn't do that. And she was supportive of the fact that I said I didn't want to do that. But I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't do that because I know so many people that have like my sister just graduated nursing school um, last year. 
She has so much in student loans. Can can barely qualify for a house because of her student loan debt. And I'm like, I'm really glad that I don't have that student loan debt. And I'm like, but if I change my mind in 10 years and decide I want to go to college, college doesn't have like a fucking age requirement where you no. can't go past, oh, you're 50, you can't come to college. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? The college is always going to be there. Your degrees that you guys already have are always going to be there. It's not going away. So take the time that you have now in front of you when you don't have kids and you, you know, fucking figure out what you want to do. Try different stuff. Go fucking work at a national park as a fucking park ranger. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're on that TikTok the timeline too? Same, same. <laughs> Go 70 is hiring. <laughs> I saw that video and I was like, exactly. I, told, I was with my husband and I was like, I was like, I mean, she's probably not making generational wealth money, but she's vibing. She's vibing. She's vibing. She's got stories to tell, which may be yeah, better. Like, and imagine <laughs> so you could just say you were too. a park ranger is kind of like crazy. Well, and it, her, yeah. and her day looked so like peaceful and not stressful. And I'm like, that yeah. seems amazing. It's like, I want to so, just like relax and then do what I want to do and not have any. Like, I, yeah. I get too anxious when there's too much going on. I like being busy, but I don't like exactly yeah you know yeah. so yeah just just figure out what you guys want to do take your time you guys literally you have your whole life ahead of I you think, to work and so i yeah. i want to just like close this out because we have to close it yes what's like your dream, dream i love that girl. question <laughs> what is it with tuscany living in a villa with your 500 kids no but that's a good question i love that question so um i so i always so i really want to be a mom um, I, cause people always ask, do you want kids? I do want kids. Granted, how many kids we have will depend on like finances. Cause I will not have more kids than I can afford because I want to be able to give my kids everything and more. I want to be able to give the, my kids the things I didn't have growing up. Um, so it, if we're, you know, for some reason we're super fucking rich, we might have like five kids. I don't know, but I really want to be a mom. Um, I really just am super excited to just have a family with my husband. Um, but so that's a big part of my dream is just, you know, and we would love to like homeschool our kids and because America's scary. Um, I don't know about that. I'm no. not going to be sending my kids to public school, no. but, um, yeah, yeah. that, that and, and kids are mean. <laughs> kids are mean. It's I don't real. like kids bullied. Like, if they in a safe environment. <laughs> like, well, and on. I know people, because, like, I feel like there's this stigma around, like, ki- homeschooled kids that, like, oh, they're going to turn out weird. I have had friends that were homeschooled, and they're, they're, they're like, more mammal than me. So, um, but, and I also just really, I, when I envision my life in, like, 10 years, I envision you know, us having kids and us both being very present in our children's lives because my husband and I both come from, you know, how like marriage, you know, parents of divorce, marriages of divorce, houses of divorce, however you want to say it. Um, we come, we both come from divorce and we both have had absent parents in our life. Um, and I just really envision me and my husband both really being there for our kids and like being home with them every day, which obviously like, how are you going to do that? Like, how are you going to make money? So as much as I love content creation, that I don't see myself being like a 60-year-old influencer. Um, so I, our end goal is we really would like to open up a wedding venue. And I just want to have just a oh, beautiful wedding okay. venue that, that we can live on. And I just picture us with just <sighs> a garden and, and chickens and, you know, homeschooling our kids. That, that is my dream is to own like a I wedding venue just because I've, um, I've worked at so many wedding venues and yeah. like just it just seems so amazing. Like I've worked at so many wedding venues where like the owners have like turned their homes into venues and they it just is so fun. Like you get to like I because I love shooting weddings. It's so funny. You get to work with so many amazing people. Obviously, it can be stressful because weddings are there's a lot of pressure around them. But um, it's just really fun. So because especially since I like I said, I've been feeling a little burnt out with photography. I still would like to stay in the wedding industry because I've, you know, I've already, you know, had my, you know, my career in this for like six years. So yeah, that's the long, long story short. That is the goal is we eventually would like to buy a property where we can open a venue, probably somewhere up north, not in Southern California because it's too expensive out here. <laughs> it's so expensive. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. really pricey right now. And so 
I send your drop your information real quick. So we're we're about to close this out. Like that's her dream, guys. She does it right now. Hit her up. Um, <laughs> where where would you, where can people best get in contact with you if they would like for you to shoot a video or like to use your wedding venue in the in the future? Um, so you well, so all of my find me YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything's at Jordan Lucas. Um, but when that wedding venue comes. I will I will make an announcement. I will mm-hmm. I don't know what we're gonna call it, but that's that's the goal. That's what we're going for. So manifesting we're speaking it into existence. Yes. It's happening. Which I think would be <laughs> yeah. And that was another thing I was telling my husband. I was like, I feel like be, like that could obviously be a great advantage is already having a following and then be like, We open up a venue, right. let's go and get married. Totally. So, and you I have your background you up in, in the ten yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah let me know. Nice little bit. Let exactly. me know. Yeah, you guys gotta have a little, a little California wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Okay. Well, all, right, all my all my soul sold at Jordan Lupus. Perfect. At Jordan Lupus. Awesome. Yeah. Well, are there any last things that you want to say to our listeners? Any last comments? <laughs> yes. Everyone needs to take a fucking chill pill. We need to just vibe. Have fun. Be vulnerable. Just, just don't, don't worry about what. Yeah, like really said. Like, listen to your mind. Just vibe. Do what. Everyone's got to take the pressure off themselves, <laughs> especially if you are in your in your twenties. You're lost and you're confused. You don't gotta have it all figured out right now. You want to do content creation. You want to fucking, fucking, work at a zoo. I don't know. Do what you want to do. Do yeah. do what you want to do. Just vibe. We don't have to have it all figured out right now. Just have fun. Be yourself. If you do want to do content creation, be yourself. Have fun. Take the pressure off of it. Because yeah. then, you know, the universe has got you. That's all I got to say. Universe has got Amen. your back. Heck the yeah. has got you. Universe has got you. All right. Listen up, carefree cuties. Head up Jordan on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this yes. episode, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week thank you so much jordan for coming on the pod thank you for having me